Welcome to On the Job with Porak, your go-to place for public safety and officer rights, giving you the news you need to know and discussing the issues that matter. Welcome to On the Job with Porak. I'm your host, Brian Marvel, president of Porak. With me today is Brent Meyer, vice president of Porak. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing very well. Today's uh, topic of discussion is going to be Porax outreach and uh, what we've been doing as of late to increase our communication with our members. I know when I was the POA president down in San Diego, the biggest complaint that we ever got and still continue to get is communication. We do not effectively communicate with our members. Um, did you have the same issues in Sacramento? I think every POA or DSA president has the same issue is you're either over communicating the wrong issue or you're under communicating. But I like you, I just don't think you can communicate enough. And you got to these days try everything and see if it sticks against the wall. And if you communicate with some people with some medium and others with another works out fine. And the other issue that we're facing is is a generational issue. You have uh, some older uh, veteran officers who like to uh, receive stuff in the mail or get a hard copy of the magazine, and you have the, uh, the younger generation, the newer officers on the department who uh, pretty much like everything electronically. Um, so trying to match that up is uh, a little bit difficult, um, especially because of the costs associated with printing and mailing stuff. Uh, but the reality is, is we need to make sure that we pay attention to all our members and try to effectively communicate with those. And I think, uh, you know, since I've been up there since January, you and I have worked uh, exceptionally well on trying to address this issue. And, uh, you know, we're really throwing out a ton of ideas on uh, how to do this and trying to implement them as fast as we can and sort of discern from there the effectiveness of each one of them. Once well, a challenge to try and meet all the different needs that you have with a magazine or a podcast or Facebook or Twitter, but it's kind of fun though, because we're finding different ways to communicate with our folks and I like it. Yeah, I agree with you. And, um, I think the podcast, uh, I think as we develop a, uh, a listenership and, uh, I think we'll be able to increase the length of these from probably 15 minutes to 30 minutes, um, I think is a good way to effectively, uh, communicate a message rapidly. Uh, especially with the news cycle now being 24-7. Um, we're being blasted uh, constantly with, uh, with news and information. And uh, there's a lot of moving parts here in Sacramento. And I think uh, especially with a lot of the legislation uh, that's going on that affects our profession and, and law enforcement, uh, trying to get that message out effectively and quickly uh, is vitally important. Uh, and I really look forward to expanding on, uh, on this podcast. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the social media um, projects that we've taken on and, and trying to effectively communicate with our members? Like I said, I, I think there's a variety of different ways that we can do it, and we're, we're starting to just delve into some of them. Um, I think your expertise on uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, have really taken Porax Facebook and Twitter pages to a new level. I mean, certainly we want more people to get on there and give us five stars and kind of like the pages and, and uh, retweet our stuff. Um, but I think your insight from San Diego and kind of what you built in terms of your social media has really brought uh, value add to Porax social media and Twitter and whatnot. Um, from the podcast standpoint, uh, I'll admit I was a little skeptical at first, but this is a lot of fun. We come in here and just have conversations about a variety of topics. We've got some guests lined up down the road. I really am excited about 
where this is going to go. Just just the podcasting is going to go for uh, our organization. And then really just, um, you know, trying to maintain a magazine that like every newspaper in this country is dying uh, because just print media is dying in general. So trying to make it interesting and, and uh, thought-provoking and engaging to our membership. And let's face it, I mean, during during our campaign last year, we talked about uh, a lot about if uh, we got rid of the magazine, our RAM members uh, would, you know, take us out back door and uh, – Send us packing. Tune us up a little bit. Exactly. I mean, those guys need a they they need their magazine, uh, and there are a lot of folks that just appreciate having something in hand that they can flip through uh, in their special places in their home uh, to be able to see what's going on with Porak. So I think we owe it to them to continue to make that uh, a good cool piece, and we've done that. We've just we've taken some mold steps and changing up the magazine a little bit. Um, getting rid of some pieces, adding some pieces, introducing some of our chapters to people. What our commute our uh, committees do for PORAC members. So it's going to take a little while to get people used to that because change is tough, as we know, for, for police officers and sheriff's deputies. But I think we're going to get there. I think uh, we're putting the time and effort in to really invest in it and make it bigger and better. And I think it's going to pay off in the long run. Yeah. And I think also, you know, with, with both of us, you know, we're, we're really open to a variety of ideas um, on how to do that. Um, Right now, uh, we're not we're not closing or saying no to anything. So if somebody has a good idea, uh, we're willing to explore that. And I think that it cuts across all of uh, PORAC's uh, services that we offer: our legal defense fund, our insurance and benefits trust, our retiree medical trust, and uh, you know, PORAC has a training program, and uh, we're looking at trying to uh, to make that more robust, uh, offer more classes. Um, because, you know, one of the things at PORAC outside of uh, advocating for our members in Sacramento and Washington, D.C., is providing training for the leaders of our associations. Um, you know, PORAC is a federation of associations, so we're really only as strong as our weakest association. And I think it's important uh, as the leadership of PORAC that we try to not only inspire uh, other officers to want to get involved with their associations and, and hopefully become leaders at some point in time, but to get the training they need to be effective leaders. Because I can tell you when I joined my department, um, there was, you know, being a police association leader wasn't on my radar. Um, and I think you said it well this morning on an earlier conversation, you know, it's like somebody left the room and they were voted in as president, <laughs> you know? So I think we owe it to those folks to provide them the best possible training. And that's why I think the communication piece is important. Um, they have a Facebook page that they like our Facebook page, or if they're following us on Twitter or the podcast, uh, that we're providing them information. We're letting them know not only about the stuff that Borak's doing, but if you're a member association and you have an event going on for our charity fundraiser, uh, Fallen Officers Fund, give it to us. Send it to us. We will post it on our social media so all of our followers can uh, can take a look at it. They may be in the area where your association's having the fundraiser and they want to attend to come out and support you. And I think that's one of the things that we do really well in the in the law enforcement community is we are family. You pin that badge or star on, you become part of the family. And we want to help you wherever you're at as much as you want to help other uh, peace officers throughout not only the state of California, but throughout the nation. So everything that we can do uh, in outreach and, and providing information, I, I see as a win. 
One of the things that we did last year uh, was the board of directors um, took some action to help the folks that were our, our members who were victims of the uh, different wildland fires. Uh, our uh, education and relief fund uh, distributed over $50,000 in, in uh, assistance to our membership throughout the entire state of California. And there were some people that really needed that. So you're right. We, we are a resource for our membership. And I think we want to be an even better and bigger resource for our membership. So, um, but that takes communication and it takes feedback. So hopefully our members uh, really start to, to engage with us and we'll continue to engage with them, maybe even send a foursome to them uh, for their golf tournament. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think with us taking a very open approach on trying to effectively do that um, helps PORAC, but it's also going to help PORAC for its future and getting more people involved. And as, uh, you know, as the vice president, you're responsible for membership recruiting and retention. And that's a critical role. And, uh, you know, you've been doing an exceptional job in bringing on new associations. And, you know, believe it or not, we, we do have to compete. There are uh, some, com, you know, other organizations that compete for our members. But, you know, I believe and I firmly believe that uh, PORAC offers an incredible product. And to be a, a member of PORAC uh, is just a huge benefit, uh, not only for the association, but for the members involved because of the services that we provide. Absolutely. You can find out more information about it by uh, emailing me at vicepresident at PORAC.org or Brian at PORAC uh, or president at PORAC.org. And uh, certainly, you know, I didn't expect to become a salesperson when I got into the job, but that's really what selling PORAC is, is it's our benefits, our training, uh, the things that we do for our membership associations. And and that's, it's tough work. I uh, never thought myself a, a salesperson, but it's it's fun too. You meet people from all over the state and it goes back to that networking connection that we provide, being able to connect somebody up who I met in Southern California with somebody who has an issue uh, that they could use assistance with. Uh, in Northern California is just, it, there's nothing like that in, in our state right now, except for what we do. So we got to do it perfect. Yep. And also, if you want additional information, you can go to PORAC.org. Um, not only has all our uh, social media platforms that you can follow and like, uh, it also has information on uh, all our services that we offer, the LDF, the uh, IBT, uh, the RMT, and also uh, our training program. And hopefully as we continue to, uh, to talk about this, um, there'll be some improvements and updates uh, as the year continues by. And I believe we have some really good information for conference. We've confirmed that uh, Craig Shoemaker, a comedian who we've had in the past, um, this guy will make you laugh so hard that you will cry, is going to be our uh, at our installation dinner, he is going to be the, I don't want to say keynote because it's more of a comedy show that he puts on, but uh, we've just confirmed that and uh, we're excited to have him. Going to have some great training and don't forget about uh, our line of duty death class and our media class coming up here real soon. Those are two new additions to the PORAC uh, uh, portfolio, but I think they're going to be some great ones that stick around and stuff we offer in the future, but there's still spots left in both of those if you're interested. Very true. And uh Keep an eye out for our future announcements on conference because we're going to have two huge speakers, I think, for the breakout sessions on Friday and Saturday. Um, I have a feeling this conference is going to sell out. I don't know if we've ever sold out a conference before, but uh, 
I think we're going to hit max capacity on this one when everybody sees who's all involved. Registration opens on July 2nd, and uh, it's going to be something that I think uh, you're right. If, like most people, uh, forget to register or they don't get on it, and I end up going to these chapter meetings and reminding them, and by the time they get there, it's too late. So make sure that they go to poorac.org and get registered and look for those uh, announcements uh, starting July 2nd for conference registration. Yes, I think uh, I think the future symposiums and conferences are going to uh, take on a different flavor. And I also think that our training, um, when we actually get to dive into it and evaluate how we're offering our training, is uh, uh, the members and people that are going to attend the, uh, the training are going to be uh, pretty happy with the product that's being provided to them. And uh, believe it or not, it's an incredible deal. Uh, I don't think that price has changed in... It's because we're going to Reno. Yes, uh, that's true. We are in (laughs) Reno. That's a whole different story, but uh, this will probably be our last time in Reno, Um, at least while I'm here, I think. Um, But I never say never. Amen to that. Yes. Um, So anyways, uh, thanks again for listening to the show. If you're listening to us on iTunes, if you could give us five stars, it helps us get noticed. And appreciate all the support that we received from all of our member associations and our members. And uh, have a safe day. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time as we discuss the issues that matter. 